0: Listening to I'm Telling you. You're listening to. <laughs> You're listening
1: to I'm Telling you. Hey, fam. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You. I'm telling you, bloke. I'm telling you. That's horrible. Never do that again. <laughs> hey, mate. Uh, <laughs> as always, your amazing host, Philly D. Mrs. Gemini.
0: Quickly Clack Effect checker, Miss JD.
1: And uh, if you'd like to uh, reach out to us, continue the conversation, um, tell us how awesome we are, how horrible his accents are, <laughs> you could reach all three of us at itydirectionsmusic.org or individually. G E M I N I at directionsandmusic.org. Dangerwell Robinson. Yeah, on uh Philly D P H I double L Y Z at directionsmusic.org. Yeah, you can hit us up individually. Or all three. For uh for first time listeners, this is a 30 year friendship of uh you and me just doing what we do, just talking, chatting, getting deep, getting comical. Getting stupid. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um Yeah, but you know, we our conversations are never Based in something where it's like, this is my point and I have to prove it. It's always been a very open-ended, continuous, just, I mean, we we, it's hard to explain because it's just, it's, it's the same conversation that's just been continuously running for like 30 years. But we get comical and add like dad jokes, movie quotes. Sometimes it's dad, dad quotes and movie jokes. Sometimes it's nothing but. Dude, there, there's been a few times. There has been a few times. And then times.
0: right in the last five minutes, we'll start getting into something deep and the show's over.
1: Yeah, right. We're like existentialism with near-death experiences. Oh, we got to go though. Sorry about that. And catch us next time. Yeah, right. Well, we're probably not going to talk about this because we will have forgotten already. Yeah, basically. But, you know, and, and sometimes we bring on guests and whatever else and we love supporting our community and, you know, we're all about education and Word. peace, love, harmony, and all that tree hugging hippie shit.
0: Yeah, I'm all about bringing on more guys. Definitely
1: more guys. You'd be like, I'm all about that tree hugging hippie shit, bro. I feel you. I'm going to be like, oh, I mean, you know, I like walking in the woods with you know no I mean, shoes and being truly grounded, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, I mean, that's you literally ground yourself when you take your shoes off and just walk in the dirt. I've heard that. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's like it's it to me. It's instantly relaxing. Like you know, it's just like freaking die hard where he's like, when you get off the plane. Take off your shoes first place you go and just curl your toes in the, in the carpet. I know it sounds strange, <laughs> but it works.
0: Dude, it really does. It really does. But you know. It's, no, it's better if it's- um, We're talking about like actual
1: dirt, not like shag carpeting right now. better if it's grass or actual just dirt. Pretty much, man. You want to get draw, like- Yeah. Like soil. Pretty much. As some, into the earth as you, you can
0: get. would get. Something you would grow in.
1: That's, that's what I'm you saying.
0: Know, you know, well-cultivated, soft- Loamy Earth.
1: I'm just so lomi. Stick, low your, stick your feet
0: in that Sorry. and just let it squish in between your toes.
1: Now just let it settle for a little bit. Oh, right, that is nice. It is, man. It's grounding. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy that. Coupled with being near running water, it just there's to me there's a a component to it. You know, you get the um like the negative ions they say as the water is flowing you know, kind of discharging in a sense. There's, and
0: there's definitely more to it than that too. I mean, it's, it's, it's a completely, you know, um, it's all your senses. It's all encompassing. I think the effect that it has on you, but like, Oh, you the, mean even flowing water? Yeah. Even something is just isolating the sound of running water.
1: You know, I mean, I can agree to that, you know, especially if you want somebody to pee, that that helps. <laughs> So I've been told. Oh, my daughter listens to that all the time. She listens to um, like, are we talking like Babbling Brook or like? Yeah, it's babbling.
0: Okay. It's Babbling Brook. Actually, that's exactly what it is.
1: But hey, hey you hey. Know what I'm saying.
0: But it's it's uh, it's nice, but it's weird. Like if I wake up in the middle of the night and I have to go to the bathroom, like it's loud. <laughs> you can hear it all the way down the hallway. That's crazy. So, Dude, like, it's soothing, but it's it's too. I don't know. It's so constant. It's weird. It's so fast-moving and constant-sounding like that it's just. Yeah, yeah, it would make me want to pee a lot. Maybe, exactly. It's okay when I have to wake up and pee, but.
1: I really had to pee. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, I I like mean, a fan it, on. I it, like to hear air moving at minimum, if not at least, like, I want to feel it. You know, white like, noise. No, nah, I just, like, I like hearing air move. Why's it got to be whack? Well, because I mean, same thing with like, I have uh, yeah. I have fish tanks and aquaponics and stuff well, like that. It's just the so. sound of the,
0: ooh, you know, the, well, the it, steady,
1: those terrible fans. Sorry. I mean, it's not even that. It's because, again, I like to feel the flow of the air as well as, you know, the water, the water doing its thing and like, it's you know, I like the 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 journey the but you know, I don't need it to be like it sounded like you know running down the hallway. I don't need that, but just this slight little in the background, it just it reminds me of being of Earth. You have wind, you have water.
0: I feel like I play that in the background and put your hand in a bowl of water while you're sleeping and you'll probably Captain pee yourself.
1: Planet. <laughs> Captain planet.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just saying. I could probably make you pee yourself in your sleep.
1: I mean dude, you know what? I, uh,
0: dude, I think Does that is it does it have to be warm water?
1: I don't I don't know. They say I said I think that's what they say to make it quicker. I don't know. <laughs> See, I while I get great rest, can I use the bathroom? Wait. I'm usually I'm very, like, lately, I want to see, I'm very lucid in my dreaming. Like, oh. when, when I'm there and I'm aware of it, I know I'm definitely aware of it. Do you dream a lot? I don't. Growing up, I, I never really remembered my dreams other than just a few because they were continuous. Like, they were just repetitive. I, I had that relative same dream at least three or four times or six or seven or.
0: I always had that dream of, like, being chased by a, you know, quote, unquote, bad guy. Dude, had, I mean in, I, I don't know or the the recurring dream of falling backwards downstairs.
1: It's, like see, I don't know why. <laughs> I, you, you have no balance is probably why. So even your subconscious you is know like, what that is, can't do this. That's one of
0: those things that I've I don't I've, I've actually read up on this and it's kind of interesting what some people say about it, but they like you ever have that moment when you're about to fall asleep, but then you'll have a weird vision like that that makes you kind of shudder.
1: I don't know, usually it's my leg just
0: twitches. And then it'll, <laughs> it'll feel like you just kind of fell for like, I don't know, six inches. And then like it just jerks yourself. You just jerk awake. And I've heard that, that that's actually when you reach a moment during—it's like an alpha state during—is during, it pre-rem sleep or something like that where your, your body is actually— I mean, your spirit is floating above your body and that falling sensation you feel is your, your spirit falling back to your body and then you wake up like you just hit the ground. I think I've heard that before. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Because I've heard that like every time you have that weird experience, because I'll, I'll have that like pretty common, like maybe a couple times a week where I'm about to fall asleep and I have the sensation that I'm falling backwards, whether it's downstairs or just wherever I'm standing, like in a vision. Yeah. Like pre, you know what I'm saying? Have you ever had that? And then, like, my I'll I'll almost feel the sensation of hitting the ground, not fully, and then I'll just wake up. And it 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 feels like you fell a short distance, and then like you kind of jerk yourself awake. Usually, like, lift your head off the pillow a couple inches or whatever. Like, huh.
1: you ever had that? No, mm. not specifically. No. I know what you're talking about. I'm floating, man. Well, I've had. i seeing. That's where I was going with what I was saying is I've the few dreams that I do remember were definitely from when I was younger and a couple in between like teenage and then more recently in like the past 10 or 15 years and from one or two as a kid, not during my teenage, but then again, you know, like in my twenties, the thirties, I got to a place of like really lucid dreaming where, where I'm there, I'm aware and I can control, and, you know, it's you know, Neo and the Matrix shit. Right. I mean, as a kid, I, I definitely could fly and loved flying. It was like one of the dopest things in the world. Um, the more recent...
0: When I remember flying in a dream, it was because I was being chased by a bunch of goons. Like I don't know, a bunch of guys that wanted to do harm to me or whatever. It was that it was that kind of a dream that I would have as a kid, but well, um, and, and I've had that, a- was, that was a funny one though because it wasn't just flight. <clears throat> like I was running and running, running, and the motion of of my legs going around in a circle put me on an invisible bike, like that I felt <laughs> beneath it. it was an invisible bike, and the faster I pedaled, the more it just started taking off into the air.
1: Some ET shit. Until
0: eventually it just disappeared out from under me and I was flying. Dumb. And it was like, it was like the coolest dream ever. And I remember that weird sensation. And I've always questioned this, like where you're flying over. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like in your flying dream, you're flying over like a neighborhood and like you were just over the treetops. And it's like just that weird, like, the view like from explorers.
1: I was, the, you know, I was the thing. I was you know, from like, like explorers. The way they like were, yeah,
0: that really close. You know where you're flying right over the ground, and just I don't know. I, I don't. Have you ever had that?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, the first dream that I that I recall where I was in control of what I was mm-hmm. doing, I was at the school that I went to, my original elementary school, and there was a property on the backside of us that was literally below us on elevation. So we had like a six-foot fence or something, and if you hop that six-foot fence, you had like a 20-foot drop. Like, it was just like, whoa. And in my dream, I hopped the fence for some reason. I forget, you know, I'm like running around playing, like we're playing hide-and-seekers, like we're just... I'm being a kid. And there's nothing beneath you for
0: 20 feet. Is well,
1: that- no, I'm like, you know, peace and I'm out. And I go to hop the fence thinking, oh, I'm going to be slick. And just like, oh. And uh, yeah, as so I hop oh. the fence. It's just like, oh. And it's just like, no. And I very much Peter panned it where I was just about to hit the ground. And all of a sudden, it's just you like. You can
0: fly. You can fly.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. No, that's exactly what it was. Did you and think a happy thought? No, I just, it, it was this thing where. I was just like, screw this, I'm out of here, kind of a thing. Where my body took over it was just like, bro, you know what you're doing, and, and you know, and very much had that view of me just barely scraping the ground, flying up and over, and then yeah, like you, you know, like you were just saying, go over the neighborhoods, and you know, here I was, I
0: could like you're just above the
1: tree level. i well, no, yeah. I was like flying over that company, and then over the playground at my school, and then like cruising up the street. That's what like, I'm saying.
0: Did did it feel like you were actually there?
1: Oh god, gotcha. yeah. That's why I love that. So that was the first time like, I, I wonder, remember. Were you? Like, so, that's the question. Were you? So I the uh, the dreams that I have now that I remember from my 20s and 30s where I have control. So I'm, you know, like eight, eight years old and I can have this flying dream. Because again, you know, the first one I had, that's when it was just like, oh, crap. And it just, it realized for, oh, God. I want to say weeks, if not months, I would have me in a dream state capable of flying. Like as soon as I was aware of it, all of a sudden it's just like Neo and the Matrix where I'm just like, I can fly in Superman style, like and I'm gone. So I very much had this view of almost, not like power, but ability, Mm -hmm. where it's just this thing where I can exist in this world where everybody else sees it as this. And it's just like, nah, we good. And, you know, I can fly off.
0: Like, it really stuck with you. Like, did you spend this part of your life, like, really excited to go to bed at night? Pretty or? much.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, oh my God, I'm going to fly tonight. Cause
0: I, I remember that was the time I told you, like, when I was really young, it had to be four or five years old, I'm guessing. The time that, that I've, I know I've told you about where.
1: When you were like three ish and staring at the wall. Yeah, was I would. Like the,
0: I would stare at the wall. It was three, the checkered four. pattern or whatever. I had to and be over three. I mean, because I was in a bed.
1: Yes, like three and a half. I think you were saying like three and a yeah. half. You, as far as you can remember, you were like three and a half to four. But yeah, yeah.
0: Like I was in a full size person, like a you know a twin, but I was in a full size person bed.
1: You were in a big boy bed. Yay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that was the thing where I saw like the uh, one tone translucent crystalline spaceships. Like they all, they were all different colors, but not all in one. Like they were one color each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like a
1: massive strand of Christmas lights without being actually connected with a strand.
0: But if you think of like the colors being like naturally occurring stone colors.
1: Like lapis and opal and-
0: Yeah, like your birthstones or whatever, something like that. Right,
1: but opaque in the fact that you can, there's, you know, they're not solid in- I
0: could see through them. I could see people walking on the surface inside. It was crazy. That is dope. Like the, the amount of detail that I had in that dream was just like unreal.
1: When you said you could remember reading writing- like there was writing you couldn't read it I but you could you could tell it was writing of some sort I couldn't so like read would,
0: it it was I, I don't know if it was just my mind piecing stuff together making its own like i have no idea to this day what that was but it was right. just it was just to see like you know you know like it was like this this old school like military looking font and it would just you know
1: but like ticker tape style where you just kept feeding and
0: feeding Yeah, like almost like, you know, like I said, the backdrop was like this huge battleship that took up like three quarters of like my entire vision on that screen that I was telling you.
1: All right, that that, that section of your wall that you-
0: section of my wall. It turned into like a mini movie screen. And-
1: A three-dimensional portion.
0: While that thing was filling this screen, we'll call it, it, there was-
1: This viewing area. like, Like-
0: I don't know, like 1980s computer graphic alphabet style. You know what I mean? Like that font, you know, that early... Yeah,
1: right, right, right. Blocky, like almost typewriter-ish.
0: Like robotic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like rigid, structured. Yeah. Um,
0: Font of just this, you know, like it was typing out like... a description of the vessel that you were seeing and all the people that were on it and what the date was, but like none of the stuff was important to me. So it wasn't like I was reading it. So to say that it was in like some alien language, I don't really know. It was just incomprehensible at the time. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: Like the, the important thing was kind of like the whole, like I was seeing like the whole backdrop and the whole experience. Cause like I said, it wasn't just that. It was soon after that started, that's when I started seeing the crystalline starships. Like So that thing kind of was the beginning of it. Where okay. I would phase out, remember I said I would, I would look at the checker pattern.
1: It yeah, yeah, yeah. was like
0: that sectional wall had this um, red and white checker pattern wallpaper. And I would look at it until it would, in my mind, it would flip-flop and then it would look like it was flip-flopping, like I was, you know, active imagination. I was a little kid. Yeah right, you know, Re-owned drugs? Yeah, like naturally occurring DMT. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean there there's there's something to be said about that man. I'm just it was like I tapped
0: into something I don't even know what it was. But well, especially because I wonder what that is.
1: Well, because I mean when when we're in our first seven years, they say we're what in theta state or whatever. So you're highly susceptible and open, but programmable and. You know, well, yeah,
0: that, that was. That was to
1: say, you wouldn't have that ability to, to perceive because you're just an open
0: sponge, and it just makes sense. That was the question, I, and I think I put that to you before about um, being in certain states of mind, whether it's something that's like um, changes the way that you think metabolically, you know, right, or having an experience like a, um, like a psychedelic experience that gives you some kind of a union feeling. Okay, the, and how that how that can change the whole course of your life for a for the positive, like the the whole concept that having
1: that having that whole experience, like people saying doing ayahuasca trips and coming back all, you know, they're like I'm healed, all that.
0: Good I mean, shit. it's not even like that. Like a lot of them will say the same thing. Probably more like I've got a lot more work to do, and that's definitely not the last you know, I always play the album, but, uh, you know, I have a lot to work on. Like it, it kind of, it grounds you in this weird way. Like, I really think that, like that, that maybe this, you know, this whole myth about, you know, that kind of stuff makes you insane or does it make you see things maybe for a moment the way that, maybe they really are on a different dimension, like kind of the gears of how this world actually operates. Because that's what it sounds like when you hear about people like on DMT trips and stuff like that, like they're having not only kind of a, like a unified feeling within their spiritual experience at that moment, you know, but but in in seeing this this amazing geometry that some would say is almost like godlike, like otherworldly you know unexplainable, uncomparable to anything else you've ever seen, yeah, you know what I mean, like like super uber three dimensional geometric
1: well, you, having more than just that and seeing seeing the radiance or the energy, so geometric, but also the think about the it. radiant shape or aura of it geometrically. Think about, think about having the experience of being
0: inside, um, you know, like a Pythagorean solid, like one of those three dimensional objects. That was one of the first pieces of interest when it came to science. Like it was expressed, I think, at the time that, that each one of those represents a certain element as well. You know whether it's the uh, the square, the sphere, the pyramid, cylinder, like they all represent different elements. Right, right. I know the pyramid was fire.
1: Yeah, I remember. uh, I was going square was earth. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that a few times. And I think we've talked about that where, yeah. because be, it's, imagine, it's like,
0: imagine being with inside that, but it's not just that. It's like that repeated upon itself a million times. Like, a, oh, what's that called? A, a, a chaos was talking about it a lot in, the, in his book. I forget the guy's name. Um, uh, like a fractal pattern where it's repeated over and over
1: Oh yeah! We're, oh yeah! Like, yeah yeah! Like, like the like Fibonacci sequence kind of stuff, where it's just continuous, but we're talking geometric on it, and which like I think those were, are kind of interrelated in that sense. Like
0: like if you were looking at the smallest part of one shape, just see that shape repeated, and when you zoom into that, you just see that same shape repeated.
1: Yeah yeah yeah. I know there's it's, there's definitely a term for that, and I forget what it is. Well, it's a it's a it's a fractal pattern, but I don't know. Right, right. Oh, yeah yeah yeah. It's um.
0: It's fascinating when that would like when computers and computer graphics were just starting to get off the ground back in the day. That was one of the first things that scientists would like to play with. Is they'd they'd write a quick program that would recreate a fractal upon itself, however many times. And it was like, you know, you could change little fac- uh, factors like color and frequency and all this different, you know, to create a different outcome. But it was the same thing. You were seeing this image repeated within itself and like what it would do like just because of its natural shape, what it would do if you just let it continue ad infinitum. Yeah. And these were one of like the, the crazy, like like sciencey math questions they were trying to figure out that they could never do in person without like a computer being able to recreate the same mathematical sequence over and over and over. Okay. Just I, I never finished the book. It was a uh,
1: so we're running on half knowledge here. No, no, no. It was, it's seventy three percent knowledge. It's a great book though because it's it's all about scientists trying to
0: find. Um, it's hard to explain. Um, well, the whole the whole thing about chaos. It's it was the the whole book is called chaos and it's it's the. No, I'm serious. Like
1: when you look at. All right. No, I'm listening. I'm swearing. No, we're good. We're good. It's, uh, she looked to me funny.
0: Like you can't have order without having chaos. And then there was we're this right. whole thing about um, chaos ha- kind of having a pattern within itself, sort of speak, so to speak. Of course. That, so that chaos itself is still a pattern. Yeah, it's, um, it's a random systematic component, I would say. But it's required to maintain balance. Of
1: course. Like you need chaos to have order. Well, that's what it's Neo kind of is like, in the matrix. He's the anomaly. He's that, you know, 0.0001% that is the, you know, that's what breaks the guy. He's like, I don't understand why this keeps happening. it's like cuz it has to exist. It has to exist. And he does he can If it as wasn't intelligent him, it would as still he be is. Him.
0: That's the way it, that's the whole point to it. If it wasn't him, it would be someone else, but it would still be him. Basically. Like and that was what you didn't get. It's yeah, like, well it took him the, what I represent as the human spirit.
1: Yeah, and that's he just, why he was Neo. Pretty much. Which yeah, I mean it took him like 30, 40, like this is like version upon version upon version, and And that that's the that's the way I saw it. And that's why I thought
0: that that movie series, especially the first one, was so moving and captivating. There was something there was something very speaking of Neo, there was something very new and fresh about it. But still kind of maintaining a core of like what would hold an audience interest which is like this whole concept and i'm sure everybody's anybody who's lived this crazy life has considered once or twice is this all just just like a play is this all just like can i cut the screen and there's there's something behind there like you know and i think there was uh, w- when they wrote that script and when they put that movie together it was like they were tapping into a piece of that within the human condition that just believes there's, there's got to be something different than just this. You know what I mean? That was something about that movie that really, aside from the amazing advances they did with uh, oh, cinematography, cinematically yeah, yeah. They, they did some stuff that was much repeated within oh the God. following years. Oh, yeah. I mean, which I always loved. I thought that was an homage every time I saw it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, because I mean, you and I definitely have definitely had that conversation where where I very much enjoy movies on that kind of a level, and I feel that the the Matrix is is one of those ones where it was one of the last few newest. Holy crap! I can't believe they just thought of this with the equipment, like you know, the rig and the setup. But then and,
0: again, so familiar. Like it was there was a level of nuance to it, but at the same time, it wasn't really a new story.
1: It was just a new way to tell an old story. You know, because at the at the core of, of what it says, like you're saying, you gotta you gotta break through. You know, almost if you, whether you're tearing astral plane or parallel dimension, opening portal, accepting the fact that you can be this way or that. I mean, you can take it personally, emotionally. You can look at it on a timeline aspect. Uh, you know, string theory, parallel. You know, I mean, all that kind of stuff. It really does kind of encompass all of those things together. Oh, encompassing. Pretty much. I mean, because you also get the dichotomy of man within yourself, but also within your environment. And it's very much about balance. No matter what you think is good or bad or right or wrong, you still have to have balance and all things have to exist for all things to exist. Think about it.
0: Even within the AI, there were...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Had there to be
0: balance. ghosts in the
1: machine, if you will. Oh, no, that's Yeah, and werewolves, yeah. as they would call it, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the like Mer- Merovingian, yeah, rogue programs and stuff where they just, you know, they do what they want.
0: Not only that, but rogue, rogue programs that would write other rogue programs, yeah, 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 into existence. It was very, um, kind of had a Tron feeling to it at that point when you start looking at it like that. Like that was something about the the second part of that series that that really opened up to all the possibilities of what's actually going on, and then they then they totally threw you under the bus and said, no, none of that was real because, you know, even though you think you've escaped, you're still kind of attached to the machine. Like it's
1: not. Wait, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, interdependence. Yeah, you know, we need to have that balance. Like we, to to sustain to. Sustain, sustain, yeah, to sustain certain outputs or abilities, you know, personally, culturally, societally, you have to have balance. You have to have rights and wrongs and goods and bads, which aren't clearly defined as right or wrong or good or bad, just different. And that from that difference, you can see what you would define as good or bad or right or wrong you know, things that are aligned with you or make you happy or, you know, whatever that expression is. And, you know, within that balance, I mean, that's, I think that's the biggest thing that I really pick up on from people that are doing well personally, emotionally, you know, on any level financially. They just, they they talk very much about balance. And I think that that's really what this world kind of comes down to is finding your balance within the balance of all things, which is important to just kind of you know, get, out, get out of your own way is what we always say, right? You just got to be in the flow and accept things. And I don't know. And communicate. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's, that's an important, important component to cause do. I need,
0: I need work on my communication skills. I don't always communicate well.
1: And I mean, you know what, And just because you're speaking, yeah, it doesn't mean that you're communicating well. Just because you're doing actions doesn't mean you're communicating your actions well. But, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer, as long as you're doing it and willing to keep trying, and to me, that's that, that means more than the actual outcome. Because if I know, like, shit goes down, I got you, bro, you know? Word. So, yeah. But, yeah, communication. <laughs> But yeah all right, so back to this uh, the dream question from from like 20 minutes ago, right, right? So yeah, I'm like eight or nine. I'm, I'm now having more lucid or controllable dreams where I'm aware and I can do all these things. In my teenage years, I started having a series of dreams which still continue to this day, the, the lady in the red dress. Oh, sorry. the uh, the um the environment or scenery changes, but the scenario of what's going on is always the same relative idea. Mm-hmm. Where I'm not always so much being chased or sought after, but then there's there's also the ability where sometimes I'm by myself. And I'm more or less just like sneaking through things because I'm aware that there's something out there that could be and possibly is. And I just have to be cognizant of that and just kind of, you know, sneak my way in a sense, just blend in and make myself my, my, my way around like neighborhoods.
0: You're talking about like this is a vision you had while you were dreaming?
1: Yeah, well, but and again, so we're this all
0: part of your dream, or you're just kind of leading up to that.
1: No, you're correct. This is, so, this is, and, and that's the thing, though. But because the, the scenes would change, it would be like different neighborhoods, it would be like farmland, um, it would be places where, whether remote or overpopulated, there was somehow or another, you know, I it just, it, it didn't matter. There's always people. So, whether it was a small amount, it was always, you know, land that was. It had, you know, other houses or sometimes roads or just pathways or woods or, but it was always somewhat populated and there was other people involved because typically as I'm, again, it's not always, I'm, I'm not always aware that there's like physically aware where I can see or designate, yes, that is a danger and it's coming for me. There definitely is a sense in my mind where it's like, I know I need to be aware of something of that nature. And typically, as I'm slinking or moving or sneaking around or you know, trying to keep myself safe as I'm doing stuff, you, others tend to find me and just kind of like, hey, bro. And it's, you know, now all of a sudden there's, you know, six of us, 12 of us, 15 of us, 30 of us. But we're all doing the same thing. And you know, we're we're all trying to be safe and smart and working together to do it. And 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 again, very, very lucid. As I got older though, so like into my thirties and now into my forties, the dreams where I can feel or sense that there's definitely something of a dangerous nature. I can tell it's something of a very large structure that is alien, not like, not of this planet, just something that is unaware of. You know, I mean, it could be freaking some other country with like some crazy war of the world type freaking, you know, fighter jet with tentacles that just has laser beams Mm -hmm. and shit. I don't know. So it doesn't mean that it's necessarily alien of not of this earth. It's just, it's something that I'm not aware of what it is. Even though there's... There's definitely a level of comfort or awareness that I, I know what this is and how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a I'm in another I'm, I'm in another reality of my own existence. As if when I'm asleep, I'm actually awake in the real world. <laughs> well, but think about that. So that when I'm sleeping in the real world, I'm here in this world, just like you, uh, like in Inception. Right. Isn't
0: it weird? And then you know, somebody who has insomnia, like you're just you're just afraid to go back to reality
1: (laughs) because you don't know which one's which, though. Because
0: reality is actually when you fall asleep, right?
1: Well, and that's and that's the thing you're
0: avoiding reality.
1: Well, and but so there's there's by not sleeping. Well, but I've I've never I've always just been very much uh, an energetic type person, so I've never slept much just because I don't need to. You know, I, I get plenty of, I have plenty of energy running off of like four hours of sleep. You know,
0: I do better with more these days, though. I've noticed that.
1: Um, but, but, well, the uh, so running around the um the other components of dreams currently in like say the past ten years or so, when I'm not being chased when it's just like a static component where, you know, everything's like hunky-dory and it's just whatever. I definitely have abilities where I can manipulate the things around me. And it's almost like a video game style where you can run through a training program. And if you die, it's just like, bloop, reloading, right. bing, start again. Yeah. And you just start all over again at level one. You got to run through this maze and figure stuff out. It's almost like a way to force you to learn your abilities kind of a thing. Sounds like Yeah. And I mean, and I've had definitely a few of those where as I've had more and more, I get to places within the dream where the people I'm interacting with are like looking at me and telling me, it's just like, why wouldn't you have just done this? And it's like, what this? And, you know, I'm just like, all of a sudden they're like, what the hell? And it's like above and beyond what they would have even expected and we're not even in the training program. It's now in like actual reality. So I've, I've definitely had. I like
0: you want to wake, you wake up from those
1: dreams and you're just like, damn. <laughs> Dude, honestly, sometimes, because it's like, fuck, if only. If I, I, I go just, back to like, sleep. Well, it's not even that I want to go back to sleep. It's I want to have that kind of ability here in this world where just like Neo in the Matrix, I have constraints. There are rules, there's physics, like there's you know, things that bind you, constrain you but they're they're bendable you can they're somewhat malleable you can modify them a little bit you can work with them and i would i i think very much my takeaway from that is that that's what i want to be able to do you think if you you woke up
0: one morning and you actually had those powers still and not just in your dream state like
1: i've had daydreams about that kind of do stuff you think you do the right
0: thing with them or like would you just try to exploit it for money
1: well dude no so like all right as a kid Like early teenage years, I definitely had imagination enough where I I daydreamed where if I could just make a Lego creation or take a Hot Wheels or anything that's basically an inanimate object, and all of a sudden it's just like you know, like Cinderella style, take a pumpkin and now it's a freaking stagecoach. Right. And yeah, having that one just to just to do stuff. Like, like, like you were saying, not to exploit for money, not for like power, not for it, just, just to be creative and just make shit. Be like, look, quick, and I can do like I'm gonna drive a skate today to so make shit,
0: not to sell, but make it to improve just, your life.
1: Just my, yeah, just to make me happy because I'm, I'm creating. Hell yeah, man, I like it. Yeah, what's your hustle though? Dude, I got like nine jobs, man. I'm like a Jamaican over here. <laughs> yeah, Are you man. Me? Right? me? How many jobs you got, man? Uh, like nine. Huh, he's, all, he's pretty good with us. It's like, yeah, right, bro. Thank you. Appreciate that. Because me, I'm a musician on the weekends, but I got three jobs. Oh, dude, man. They're, they're like fishermen, cab drivers, car washers. <laughs> they got a cousin with like a laundromat. Like, dude, yeah, they got like nine jobs, man. Hey, you do what you got to do. Dude, hey, pff, mad respect. I mean, you ain't a real a mercy. You're never going to hear me say anything about about somebody who's going to hardy work ethic. You know what I mean, right? So, but, but yeah, dude, yeah. So, so these dreams have pretty much from I want to say yeah, like seven, eight, nine. At the, I want to say I was around eight when I had my first lucid, capable. I'm aware that I'm in a dream and able to modify my. And typically, most of the dreams that I do remember. I am aware and I am capable of some form of ability to work within that construct, giving me, I guess, ease of use better than this world in a sense. And again, it's, you know, like being in the matrix and just bending the rules a little bit. How much control control did you have over your construct? See, and (laughs)
0: like, what did you bring in at that age?
1: What do you you mean? Like, what would my my scenes like manifest as? Like the views that I would have, like the areas I'm in, or? I would say that typically, I was more focused on what I was doing than where I was at of control. Meaning that I never truly. I mean, there was a few dreams where I definitely modified my my environment, but typically I was more concerned with. It, it almost seemed like I always had an objective, like I was on a mission of some sort. You know what I mean? Like I, I definitely feel coming from yeah, you know, my teenage years into now is when, when I have these kind of dreams, there's there's definitely intention. There's there's like obligation. It's you know, that's why I was like, sometimes it seems like it's a training mode. And other times it Could seems be. like um oh, yeah, and because, I mean, dude, there's there's been quite a few where where I told you, like I was saying, I, I was starting to have physical engagement with this alien entity, which, you know, I have no idea, meaning that it's alien. So it doesn't, not of this planet, is not, it's just unaware. Mm-hmm. I'm unknown of what this actual existence it's is.
0: It's just unidentified, that's all.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could be, you know, it could be freaking, you know, somebody from like Yugoslavia or some shit. I, mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just but. I would physically engage and there was definitely warfare where where I'm handling weapons. And again, I have people that are trying to stay with me and like, we're you know, we're working together. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, there's, there's been many where we're basically on the run or just trying to make it to another spot, almost like, you know, Hey, we got to get to safe Haven or, you know, our backup spot or, and you know whether we're going through rural countryside, suburbs, cities, neighborhoods. You know what I mean. Right, word, but yeah, it's um, it definitely, you. It just ah, oh, it's it's kind of crazy. And the th- I think the thing that really gets me the most about all of it is like how calm I feel while I'm in this dream state. Where like everything around me, even if it's like a battle scene, like I'm literally fighting like, you know, laser beam style bullets of sorts, yeah, you know, like a plasma shell or something, you know right. what I mean? And, you know, I'm I'm fighting a battle. I'm literally putting my life on the line and there's people all around me doing the same thing. You know, and they're like Bill Paxton and Aliens, where it's like, mm-hmm. "Game over, man! We're all gonna die!" Like, they're they're basically losing their cool, and I'm just like sitting there, like not saying stuff. I'm just doing my thing, you know, leading by example in a sense. You know, just taking charge of the room, kind of stuff. And yeah, that's also like I very much get. I would love to be able to have that relative ability in this realm where I can. It seems as if I'm bending the rules almost. That's kind of, you know, to me, that's like transcendence and being a hundred percent whole, you know, literally having like mind, body, spirit and everything together. You're, you're truly cleansed and healed and a part of the flow, all that kind of good shit. I'm definitely getting there, man. I don't
0: don't think there's any one session or one magic pill you can take though. Sometimes it's just making a lifestyle change.
1: Well, see in that, I think it's the overall journey. You know, that's why I always say it doesn't matter what you're focused on, just stay focused on. If you think that's the thing, then you got to go do that thing. You know, stay focused on the mountaintop, no matter how many mountains you have to climb up to walk back down and say that's not the right path. And you know, when you when you stay focused on that thing, it just, it it builds itself because whatever, if it's one piece, three pieces, 20 things, you know, a hundred different actions. The back you of know. your mind, you're always focused on it. Yeah, so whether it takes, you you know, five minutes, five days or five years it doesn't matter. I mean, that's that's the outcome you're looking for. So, yeah. There's no coffee left. There's no coffee left. Yeah, we uh, what's left in there
0: is not coffee. I don't know what that is.
1: I I I mean, it's like dude, sludge. Why did you pour it that way? That's just disgu- oh yeah, no, it's just a, it's a French press, bro. Mm. It's good. The leavings. I don't know. I never I never seem to get those in mine, but I also mix mine with a little sugar and milk. You take yours. Why, Straight so. up, yeah, yeah. You, I know how you like your coffee, just like you like your man, dude. What airplane? <laughs> I like my coffee like I like my men. Black. No, cool. she just did. She's like nine or some shit or twelve or whatever. And she's just saying to the to the other freaking kid that's in a suit. She likes black men. You're just like did did the twelve year old just say what the hell you yeah, dude? You can't make movies like Airplane no. anymore. No, you can't. Kind of sad. Fucking love Airplane. A butt, not a butt, a bomb, and don't call me Shirley. I'll take the second one from the left. Excuse me, stewardess. I speak jive, (laughs) dude. I'm just dude. There's so many good scenes. Wait, I mean, oh, what the hell? I have a drinking problem. Splash! I know that's when my drinking problem started. He's like, yeah, throws the water at his face. Like it's not—he, it's not that he's drinking alcohol. It's that he literally can't consume a liquid. <laughs> <laughs> when they're having like the disco dance off, like Saturday Night Fever on the dance floor, and she, he like throws her in the audience. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> oh. When the airplane literally goes through the terminal and they chuck the baby into the air, <laughs> like, dude, you can't do that, man. Oh! And then they just made airplane two, where it was the same thing. They were just in space now. <laughs> Pretty much, it's, you know, it's like Super Troopers one and then Super Troopers two. It's the same shit, just you know, different side of the line. There you go. You see how much we can move this. Before it just it gets completely unreal. You see, in the first one, we were fighting the Canadians. In the second one, we're fighting the Canadians in Canada. In Canadia? Canadia. Eh? But I yeah. it was just Canada. Ugh, so lame. <laughs> <laughs> You're lame. I don't even know what that means. You. You're lame. Ah, <laughs> uh, What? Dude, I don't know. You were looking at me weird. Um, You got like some Stevie Wonder shit going on over there, bro. I do. Dude, I'm telling you. That's what happens when you start with those 9%ers in the green room, man. That's what happens. I'm saying, you know. now
0: I have to drink coffee and water.
1: Coffee? There's no water and you already drank the coffee. No, but there will be. But there will be. Well, I mean, I don't know. There will be. There'll be something. There'll be something. How do you know? Maybe I don't like you anymore. I already made you coffee.
0: I'm not going to make you anymore. I've already
1: the, pulled over. I can't pull over any This would be
0: the last episode ever if you don't like me anymore. Is it? <laughs> no point in continuing this at all. Uh, easy there, wrap learn. it up right now.
1: <laughs> wrap it up, B. Wrap it up.
0: I haven't slept for 10 days. Because that'd be too long. Because <laughs> that would be
1: too long.
0: Uh, um,
1: see, this is why I'm saying, dude. Originally, like, we could have been doing sketch Mitch. comedy, man. I know, right? He does a solid Mitch, doesn't he? <laughs> but yeah, dude, we could, we could be doing our own sketch comedy, but we could be out on the road touring. It'd be dope. Yeah, I know you can't do that right now, but still, it'd be dope. We needs to pick us up first. But you why we need a ride? Can you pick me up? Yeah, I'll be on the corner. We need, we
0: need some kind of um, benefactor.
1: No, you, you need. Like a, like a sponsor. And don't lump this wee shit in their way, man. You need, I'm, you're the one that keeps talking about money. I never talk about money. I know. Even though I'm always talking about money. But it's more about how to use it and work with it. I'm looking like, for
0: scholarship.
1: scholarship. I actually had this scene from uh, Pineapple Express in my head the other day where they come in to go see Red, the drug dealer, mm-hmm. which is, um, oh, what's it, a Danny McBride. And he's uh he's got that freaking yoga stretch ball or whatever, and he's like bouncing, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I'm trying to up here. He's like, I'm up here trying to get a motherfucking scholarship. I'm <laughs> um, just the first time I saw the movie, I was just like, Breakfast Club. Love the reference, bro. That was dope. Plus the way he played it out was just real. Yeah, I love me some Danny. That's a funny motherfucker. Roger. That's a great line, too, from Breakfast
0: Club. Dude,
1: it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's not even just like a, a, a well known or iconic scene, but I mean, very, very few people would ever kind of, you know, pay a true homage to it where they, they pay it, it's due and give it, you know, and he did it very funny, but at the same time out of like a respectful manner. It's like, for
0: real, I mean, if if I was a kid, I would have killed to be able to say something like, you know what I mean? Like half of the stuff he said.
1: Oh, in Breakfast Club?
0: Yeah. Just to get away with it. But he didn't get away with it, man. He he had to do Saturday no, detention it was, it was for two
1: just months to, just to see what he
0: you know to push the edge of the uh,
1: push the edge of the envelope. I mean, why not? Because he was looking for attention, and it's unhealthy. Well,
0: yeah, no, it was, it was <laughs> terrible. It was, it
1: was, it was no, terrible. it was not terrible. It was great acting. It's just a horrible a, idea psychologically. His character, yeah, it
0: was a means of escaping his parents. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yeah, no, I get that. All right. No, I'm, I'm all with that um, that concept though. That that's another one of those kind of shows where, like, you could almost see the breakdown of the the human psyche.
1: Well, that's, I mean, but that's what I always said. That was the thing that I I loved the most about John Hughes is like you know, like the Goonies too. The, well, so here's the deal. If you look at any of you know, typically more times than not. When you have any kind of a script, TV, movie, doesn't matter. As soon as you have, I would say, three to five main characters or, or like truly occurring characters, you're going to see a representation of several different personality types. And typically, these are ones that either clash or mesh. But somehow or another, they're still a part of, they're either, you know, identical to, in a, in a degree, different, but, you know, in that same realm. Or, you know, opposite enough that it's, it's going to cause something. You know, it's like real world shit where they were picking the right people. They're like, it's not scripted. However, hmm. pretty sure we're going to get something here. And it was just done in a fashion where they knew they were going to get some form of a, you know, dramatic outcome as these personality types but so yeah do but that's the John Hughes along with Kevin Smith you know guy Ritchie I mean there's so many amazing directors that are are capable of not only picking the appropriate people to play those characters but to set the tone and you know the the basic construct that really allows for that that idea persona personality type to truly express. And it just it's 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 enjoyable to see it on that kind of a level. Cause I love seeing the way things work. You know, even us as humans. I'm very inquisitive. I mean that's why I have, you know, my degree in psychology is, you know, specifically behavioral developmental, is because I, I love knowing how shit works and to see it as a structure and then come to a Physical component or you know entity, something that is animated. And I just I I greatly enjoy that kind of that respect. That's why I was like, dude. That's why you know the whole uh, pineapple express thing. Like that's why I enjoyed him saying it that way and doing that scene because it's something that I could see you or I doing where like you come over to the house and you know whoever's behind the door has the ball it's like what you doing you're just like oh people trying to get a scholarship and you're just like (laughs) bouncing the ball like I could see us doing that because we're not doing that to be disrespectful we're doing that because we see it as iconic we see it as you know this thing that like you were saying I wish I could have done that as a kid so it's Yeah, it's very much you know. Oh, some of those,
0: some of those scenes, and you know, and some of our favorite movies. I mean, and Goonies was one of them too. Where,
1: love me some Goonies, dude. That's just dope, man.
0: Some of those scenes, like you could totally imagine yourself in, you know.
1: Dude, there, especially like where data's falling. <laughs> it's like yeah, data fine. By the way, I'd like that's something you and I would do. He's <laughs> be like, "Hey man, there's a door over here." You'd be like, "Oh yeah, great." I'm on the floor crying because I fell through it, and you're over here telling me, "Great yeah, I'm okay, thank you." Yeah, that's, that okay. <laughs> that gonna be all right. Yeah. Well, again, that's why I think that's why I enjoy the you know, I enjoy documentaries, but. When it's a, a physical reproduction, I, I like the, I, I really appreciate and enjoy the, the directors that can encompass that, that tone, that personality, get the right people, make the right scenario. I mean, just paint the picture well, because then you get a, you know, a, tr- what seems like a true knowledge, or, you know, true representation as if it was actually occurring in real world style, you're just there with the cameras you know, got great freaking angles on it. Like, oh I'm glad we had a camera over there. Did you see that? That was you know, but terrible acting. No, I'm, <laughs> um
0: But see I mean, yeah definitely getting getting people with the right kind of energy together and people that understand the motivation of the characters is nine tenths of making a good production. Um you know because if you can if you can make if you can make your actors understand their character fully, you don't have to write every little nuance. Because you just say, "Hey, this is the general theme and the direction of the conversation." But if you feel need to add or subtract here or there, let's try it out. You know, you know. I think that makes a much a much more interesting.
1: Yeah, and no, I, I, with a lot of the directors I enjoy, because again, you know, I'm just like uber nerd and I love watching the behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, right? a lot of the conversations and interviews, I, I, I feel most of the actors, when they talk about the directors in that capacity, like, you know, like I said, Kevin Smith and Guy Ritchie and, you know, John Hughes, all that kind of stuff. They very much have their vision and they are very specific about it. But just like you were saying, they're also open-minded enough where it's like, hey, you guys are the ones that are doing this. Like, you're the ones that are supposed to be feeling this flow. Be a part of it. Show me what you got. And, you know, more times than not, you wind up getting either a mix of it or, you know, hey, the ad lib was way better. And, you know, and actors have a better time with it. You do get a more heartfelt, give and receive kind of flow between the characters. And it does feel natural. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost like it's a documentary turned into a movie, you know? That, what, <laughs> Yeah, well, now it's
0: drink time. Is that delicious?
1: Mm. Yeah, actually, dude, I'm telling you, man, the freaking coffee up the street, it is dope. I love a whole bean. Fresh grind is always nice. Little French press. And yeah, I did a little um, African and uh, Sumatra blend there for us. A little mixy mix. Nice. It was nice. It's totally it was,
0: gone now, but it's nice.
1: I mean, dude, that's why it was nice because you you drank yeah. the crap out of it. It's it's gone because it was nice. Yeah, man. If it if it's still healing, if it's lingering, it's not a good thing. It lingers. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy, man. <laughs> I, I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> I... Wait. Wait. What oh, door? <laughs> in your neck. You there was a door in, in your neck. neck. <gasps> <gasps> You're crazy. Oh, I love you. You're crazy. <laughs> he's walking through when the- he
0: first gets shot, he's like, that's awesome. Know, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he's like, oh my God. Am, am I like, dead? I've never seen that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't, You should
1: take it out. Take one out. The door. There's a door in your <laughs> neck. Worry. What you do to see when he's like going across the lawn before he falls into the poison like a bear coming down in the wild. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then just splashes in. <laughs> Hello, oh. darkness, my old friend. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> oh, there was so oh much good God. shit in there. This was a good conversation, Drop it, give man. Dude, <laughs> yeah, you hit Spanish. Put your hat back on. You're gonna freak the kids. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> your suit's crazy hot, B. But yeah, dude, no, this was this was a really dope conversation. I, I, I've said it, you know, you a few to say times. It's over? Well, yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, okay. I mean, well, I mean, we're,
0: I mean, you know, so yeah. You said it. You, said it, you were saying it before. Well,
1: what? Uh, dude, I really want to. I want to. I've, I've been wanting to touch more on your. Your dream when you were a kid, and we started talking tonight, so we'll have to we'll have to bring that back up because that was some some oh, solid conversation. Well, the one that wasn't even a dream, or no, we now we don't have time for that now. Yeah, we
0: don't have time for
1: that. Anyway, as usual. Yeah, right. Um, um, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna reach out, um, hit all three of us at the same time. You know, you, me, Miss JD. It's uh, ity directionsandmusic dot and then you got uh Mister Gemini G E M I N I at directions yeah, and then uh, Philly D P H I double of music dot org. <laughs> Thank you very much. This is Vince Vega, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this is um, this is I'm telling you, uh, Philly D, Mister Gemini,
0: clickety clack fact check him Miss
1: JD. Yeah, and you know, uh, as always, fam, we uh, we love you, we appreciate you, and we want you to be good to yourself and be good to everyone else. Much love. Brrrs. Peace. Peace. Peace.